Okay, but I love my church. We're gonna start this series called I Love My Church. I hope you love this church. I hope, I hope that's off your lips. I hope you're like going, you know what, I love my church. You know, on Friday night I came in, it was awesome. I, you know, we're starting this new series and I came in, I saw my brother, Chris, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? He's like, dude, I'm blessed. Sorry, that's, that's how he's a you know, local guy. He's like, I'm blessed, man. Right on. I got my family. My family's growing. He just had, has a new baby and everything. He's all, you know, and, and I'm at my church. I'm all, that's right. You're at your church. And you know what? I know that my brother loves his church. And you're probably thinking, like, okay, you're selling Hope Chapel, Kanye Band. You've got to tell me to love this church. You know what? I, I know for a fact that you might leave this place. And uh, let me get this term right, PCSing. Anybody know that? Right? People are going, hey, did I say that right? Okay, thank you. Okay. Maybe you're going out and you have to go someplace else, which means you have to be um, planted someplace else. You have to find another church. Or maybe you have to move on the other side of the island and Kanoe is just way too far, whatever it is. Come on, drive over. Come on. There's freeways, right? But th there might be a time when you have to go someplace and you have to find another church. But you know what? I think this is for everybody. I think whatever church you choose, and it better be a good church, because I think a church that loves Jesus that preaches the word and glorifies him, I think that's a good church. I think that's a church worth loving, right? So when you find yourself in a good church, when you sit in, sit in the pews or the chairs or whatever it is, I really believe that you should love your church. Anybody hearing me? You shouldn't just like your church or tolerate your church. Just tolerate these people. Tolerate their worship. I like the free donuts. I love the free donuts, right? I think you should love your church. And here's the reason why. Here's the, here's the main reason why. I'm going to tell you a lot of reasons why. It, because we should love what God loves. Does God love his church? Absolutely. He loves his church. He loves his bride, right? Not this, I'm talking about the big C church, the global church, right? He absolutely loves his church. And, and why we're talking about this is I want to talk to you that wherever you're at, you're, maybe you've been here for 30 years. Maybe you've been here two minutes or, well, maybe you did. Maybe you came in late, like, you know, 40 minutes. Maybe whatever, this is your first time here. But I think you should be on your way to, if you call this place your home, you should love your church. And I want to say one thing, the staff and the volunteers, I know we work really, really hard. I also want to tell you this. We work really, really hard at this one thing, to make sure you come to a church that you love. I want to say that because we work really hard. I, can I say as a member of the church, I know I'm Pastor Tom. I love my church. I love going to this church. I love this. I've been going to church. Can I say, I've been going to this church since 1984, 20 something. We're coming up on our 30th anniversary. Hope Chapel Kanyoi Bay has been here in Kanyoi for 30 years coming. I think we're going to have a big celebration in a couple, a couple of weeks. It's going to be exactly 30 years when Pastor Ralph Moore decided, I'm going to go to Hawaii. I feel God calling me to Hawaii. Yeah, what a calling, yeah? <laughs> going to go to Hawaii, right? What a, boy, what a sacrifice. No, he did. He actually sacrificed a lot. And he came down here. He did. And I thank God for that. Amen. I thank God that our, our founding pastor, Pastor Ralph, actually was obedient to the Lord. And he came here. And I asked my, myself this, you know. If I'm going to love my church, and I'm, if I'm going to tell you to love this church, and, I, and I, I'm talking about the Big C Church, but I'm also talking about the church that you call home. And I'm hoping that this is the church you're here. So I'm, I'm guessing you're probably either this is your home or you're thinking that this is your home. But here's the thing. I ask the question, 
When did I start loving my church? When did I start loving Hope Chapel Kanyoi Bay? And uh, it was back in the 80s, right? I started coming here in junior high. I was a junior higher. And my brother got saved. He was the black sheep of the family. Right when he got saved, I became the black sheep of the family. Because if you recall, uh, a couple sermons passed, I wanted to be a heavy metal head. Junior high, I was like heavy metal. I used to put eyeliner, you know, I used to wear Metallica shirts. I used to be all tough. Yeah, I'm metal, whatever it is, right? And so I know my parents were looking at me. My mom got saved and she was you know, bringing us to church and we were going to another church. And I know they were looking at me going, dude, we got to save this kid. We got to do something, man. Oh my goodness, you know? And so my brother, he got saved um, in this church. A girl that he liked asked him to mini church. He went to mini church stoned. This is the story that I heard. I could be wrong. This is the story I heard. He went to mini church stoned because of the girl he liked, got saved, and he told me this. You can check me if I'm wrong, but he was actually sober at the end of that mini church. He was completely sober. God just, boom, took him out, and he was just like, boom, okay, I love Jesus now. And he's been on fire ever since, in, from the 80s, my brother. Yeah. So me as the black sheep, the heavy metal head, okay, we got to do something about Tom. My brother's all, hey, you got to come to church. Mom. Oh, 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 church oh, I really go, I go to, we already go to church. Like, oh, I've been going to Hope Chapel. Come to mini church. Come to this youth group thing. I'm like, oh, okay. He's all, oh, I'll pay five bucks. Right on. He bribed me to go to mini church. So anybody that, you know, dude, use money. Come on. Bring this. And so he gave me five bucks. I'm like, I'll take the five bucks. I'm in junior high. I need money. And I went to mini church. Uh, I saw a bunch of, of young kids. I was like, well, these, these kids, they love Jesus. Well, you know, whatever. Um, I met uh, the, the shepherd. His name was Cowie Hill. Does anybody know Cowie Hill? Anybody? Yeah. T is related to Cowie Hill. <laughs> uh, actually, no, I, Shannon Hill, sorry. You can still shout for him. He's, he's just as good. Cowie Hill, by the way, if you know, if, you're, if you've been in Hawaii for a while, uh, anybody know Bulaia? Bulaia went to our church. Yeah, that fro guy that sings that one Pancho Sullivan commercial, he used to come to our church. Well, his brother was the, the shepherd of this mini church, and I met him. And you know what? When I went to mini church, it wasn't some big extravagant thing like my brother got, you know, became sober and he got saved and saw the glory of the Lord. I sat there going, yeah, that's cool. Right on. Okay, when is this over? Can we go home? Can't give my five bucks? Thanks. Right? And it wasn't a big deal. And so I remember um, that week, or I forgot, maybe a couple weeks later, I wanted to go surfing, and I needed wax. Right? I'm going surfing with my friends. So we stopped out at Straight Up Kailua. Anybody remember Straight Up Surfboards in Kailua? Well, Straight Up Surfboards was owned by Cowie Hill, Shannon Hill, and Kim Pernod, who still goes to our church. They were all Christians, and they named the, 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 the surf company straight up because, well, one thing is it's a maneuver in surfing, the straight up, right, with your board, whatever. The other thing, the covert thing was, it was, they were saying straight up to Jesus Christ. And it was a Christian company. It was awesome. But I needed wax that day. I had my five bucks for my brother. Walked in. I'm like, I need some wax. And who did I see? I saw Shannon Hill, my shepherd, the shepherd I, I, I met the, the other week. And he looked at me. He's all, Tom, you're Tom. I'm all, that's right. I'm Tom. Right, and you're, you're Cowie. I mean, you're, you're Shannon. I know you. And he looked at me again. He just, I remember, this is so, it was like yesterday's all. Tom Tom. You're Tom Tom. I'm all, 
okay, I'm Tom Tom, give me my wax. What's going on here? Like, what's, what's the hold up here? And he just looked at me. And then I would see him at church. I, was, I kept on going, and my brother stopped paying me, but I kept on going anyway. Um, I went to mini church. I went to a Friday night service, and I was hanging out. And then when I met Carl, and the thing about Shannon was he kept on calling me Tom Tom for some r- weird reason. So Tom Tom, what's up, man? Hey, Tom Tom, good to see you, man. I'm like, okay, man, I'm Tom Tom, awesome, right on. You know, and then, and then Carl started calling me Tom Tom. All my friends at Hope Chapel said, so, hey, what's up, Tom Tom? I was getting mail from Hope Chapel addressed Tom Tom Landeza. <laughs> my, my parents are, who is this Tom? What, is this your father? Because my dad's name is Tom, right? And, and my mom, I have to admit this, my mom didn't call me Tom, even though it was my first name. She called me Francis. She called me by my middle name. <laughs> Wasn't much appreciative of being called Francis. I like Tom Tom. So you know what, I mean, it was so, Often, it was so uh, frequent that they started calling me this. Guess who? My parents started calling me Tom Tom. My grandma, in her Filipino voice, hey, Tom Tom, she was calling me Tom Tom. <laughs> Everybody started calling me Tom Tom. I promise you, on Friday night, when I, before I came here to teach this sermon, I was walking down the stairs over there. Some junior guy started running up. She's like, hey, Tom Tom, I, ha- I can't get rid of the thing. For 30 years, I've had this nickname. And here's the reason why I'm telling you. That was the reason why I started loving this church. Why? Because I had an identity here. I, had a, I belonged here. I was loved here. I found a place that I was accepted and forgiven and loved who I was. Whoever, I came just as I, as I am. Are you hearing me? I, I found a place where, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm Tom Tom. I didn't have to be the heavy metal head anymore. To, to have friends. I came to a place, and you know what? I didn't have a huge spiritual experience. I did later, but it was this initial thing when I started loving the church. And so what I'm saying to you guys is, it's like, okay, well, I, I'm gonna love the church, but you guys gotta get better. I'll love you, I'll love you then when you finally, it's the church that I envisioned the church to be. And I, I wanna just say one thing, there is no perfect church. There's only one perfect Jesus. And when we worship the perfect Jesus, and I think we're going to get better at it. And like I said before, we're working really hard to make this church better. Why? Because we want, because we want Jesus to be worshipped and praised. We want the lost to come in. We want Jesus', Jesus fame to go out into the, in, into the world. Why do you think we give those shirts away? Because someone can ask, what's that shirt? That's my church. I love my church, right? Someone said that to me. They were wearing that shirt and they, they had an opportunity to talk about that they love their church is because they're wearing that shirt. Like, what is that shirt? Oh, you go to Hope Chapel? Yep, I love my church. Then it would roll off your tongue. Then you go, yeah, I love my, we had worship. Like, you know, on, people are on Twitter and Facebook. I see it all the time. Wait, collision. It was an awesome night of worship. And then on the, I love my church, right? You see it on Facebook all the time. And I hope it would roll off your tongue. And I know you are in different places. I know that you're, 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 maybe you're brand new and maybe you're just checking us out. Welcome, by the way. Maybe you've been going a long time and you're just like, eh, I've been going here for 20 years. I like church. I want to encourage you to love church. Why? Let's love what God loves. And here's, here's can, I, can, I, can I just share the benefits? If we are wholeheartedly loving our church, imagine this. People just loving God, loving the church, being in mini church, getting excited. I believe you're gonna find your purpose. You're gonna find your calling. 
You're going to be fulfilled because the Christian life, let me tell you, if you're, you're, if you're living the fulfilled, alive, obedient life in Christ, it's fun. It's adventurous because you're stepping out in faith. And, and you, seriously, we say this. I mean, here's our, can I say our motto? Or actually not our motto. It's our, it's our vision statement. It's our vision statement. It's on that banner. It's in our emails. Let me, let me say the vision statement right now. It's giving people the best life possible by connecting them to God and his family and equipping them to be involved with what he's doing in the world. And this whole statement is based on scripture. But here's the thing. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement, don't you think? To say that we, Hope Chapel, me as Pastor Tom, can give you the best life possible. I mean, if you look at face value, isn't that kind of an arrogant, bold statement? You mean, if you're brand new, you're going, man, you can, you can promise that? You, can, you actually can deliver, deliver by giving me sitting here and whatever, listening to you, that you can give me the best life possible? How is that possible? Well, you know what? By myself, I can't give this. You know, all the volunteers can't give it to you. All the staff can't give it to you. But we actually know someone that can give it to you. And, it's a, and his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ can transform your life. Amen? Jesus Christ can heal, heal you. Amen? Jesus Christ can heal your marriage. He can take you out of the financial pit. We know someone that can transform your life. And it's Jesus Christ. And with that, we can make the promise of giving you the best life possible. Why? Because Jesus Christ wants to give you the best life possible. Actually, in John 10.10, 10, what does it say? This is the amplified version. John 10.10 10 says this, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I come, and I love this, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. that good or what? You have an abundant life, that you would enjoy life, that you would have it in abundance till it overflows. I love my church. And, and actually, I want to dissect that, that saying, actually, before I get into the main point. I want to dissect that I love my church. What's the first word in that statement? I. Can we be a little bit selfish right now? Maybe some, for some of you, it's a little easier than others. It's a little easy for me, <laughs> right? One of the reasons why you come to church is for you. Is that you want to better your life. You want to be happy. Let me, let me ask a question here. I would prepare yourself to raise your hand. How many of you guys want to be happy? Right? The rest of you guys are liars. <laughs> I want to be miserable for the rest of my life. <laughs> you want to be happy. You've come because maybe there's something hard in your life. And you're like, ah, oh, man, I need an answer. Man, let's go. Okay, let's go on the internet. Okay, Hope Chapel, maybe they got something. Maybe you got some rascal kids, right? It's like, ah, they, they, I, I got to get those kids to church. <laughs> and you came for selfish reasons, right? Come on, let's be honest here. I need a wife. <laughs> I need a husband. Where do you want to find that? Church. What's a good place to find it? Church, go to church. And you know what? Can I just say one thing? Here's a benefit. I found my wife in this church. That in itself is a reason why I love this church. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I found my wife in this church. She's an incredible woman. 
right? If you're watching online, Grace, thank you. I love you. Awesome. <laughs> She's watching the kids right now. Ah, it's, you know what? It's okay to come for that reason. It's okay to come for a, a purely selfish reason. Because I believe this. When we worship Jesus, Jesus is going to take you outside of yourself eventually. But you got to work on yourself, right? We got, we got problems. We got issues. We got strongholds. We got stuff we got to deal with, right? And I believe God can cure you of that. And so when we come and, fill, and, 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 and get the abundant and fulfilled life that Jesus promises, then we can move on and go, you know what? Man, this is good. I'm going to pass it on to others. But I think it's okay to think of yourself for a little bit and go, I love this church because I want to make my life better. I want to make my, sure my family is better. What's the next word in I love my church? Love. I really believe that you should love your church. I know we're not the most perfect church. Like I said, we're working hard to make a church that you love. But I don't want you to just like this church. I, I like church. You got, a, you got a church today? Yeah. I like it. I don't want you to just toler tolerate the church. Yeah, I tolerate the people here. I tolerate the worship. I don't want you to go to church just because it's convenient. And maybe some of you guys came. You're like, I live in Kanyoi. Church, I Google church, Kanyoi. Boom, okay, I'm going there. It's the shortest drive, right? And maybe that's why you came here. That, that's okay. But I, I want to just encourage you that you should be on your way to loving your church. And whether, seriously, if you move on to another church, I hope you're on your way to love your church. It's the difference between being wholehearted for your church or half-hearted for your church. Anybody here play team sports or any sports that you play? You know, I mean, they encourage you when you're young and you play sports. They encourage you, dude, play wholeheartedly. Play with all your heart. Just run real fast and run and do it, do it, whatever it is. And, and when you're playing as a team wholeheartedly, that's the team. You, know, right? you have heart. I remember hearing that all the time when I was playing sports. It's like, you got to have heart. You might not have the skill, but if you have heart, I'm like, yeah, I have heart. And the one sport that I love was soccer. Any soccer fans out there? Come on, right? I love soccer because you don't have to be tall. You don't have to be tall to play soccer. Man, you just use your feet. And I was quick. I was quick. And there's two things. I was quick and I was left-footed, which means I was rare. I was a special. I was special, right? There's not much left-footed people out there. So I, I love playing soccer. I, I, when it rained, I would play my heart out. I was in the mud, whatever it is. If people were bigger than me, I don't care. I would elbow them, you know? Seriously. If the tall people, I would be like, like, whatever it is. You know, I just love playing soccer. I played it with my whole heart because I wanted, I wanted to be successful at it. I loved it. I, I loved it. And that's why I played wholehearted. You know, what, you know a sport that I wasn't wholehearted at? Basketball. <laughs> I wasn't wholehearted at basketball. Why? I wasn't good at it. And my dad signed me up for basketball. You know, because he just he's trying all these sports out. I played baseball. I didn't like that one either. <laughs> but basketball, my, my dad would drop me off and I would run away. I would, I would go hide. I'm like, I don't want to go to basketball practice. No. And I, you know, I didn't want to go. I'm like, I would go to practice. I wasn't any good at it. I didn't know all the plays. And I remember the, the, the team guys would like put leaves in my shorts. I don't know why. Like, this will make you wholehearted for basketball. Put leaves in your shorts. I was like, ah. I just didn't like it. And I, every time I played, I'd just be like, I don't want to do this. And you know what? I don't want you to come to church with half-heartedness. 
I want you to come to church with wholeheartedness. And here's the reason, I mean, you read in Psalms. Go read Psalms. Psalms is fantastic. Because you read in so many Psalms, what are they, what are they doing? They're praising the Lord with joy and thanksgiving and their whole hearts, and they got cymbals and lyres, and they're like, they're just jamming. It says there's the multitudes are, are walking into the temple. Multitudes, imagine multitudes coming to praise God with arms lifted high and praising God with the whole heart, and they love God, and they love the people that they're with. You see that all the time. This is in Psalms. This is before Jesus Christ, that God was encouraging his people to be wholehearted. Are you hearing me? that we would love being here, that we would love this church. And the, um, the last word is church, right? We said, I love my, oh, sorry. My. <laughs> the next word is my, okay. What my says is ownership that you are, are proud to be a part of something that you trust, that you love, that you call it my church. I mean, how many of you guys remember that Bank of Hawaii? That's my bank, right? That commercial, that's my bank. Think about the things that you value and that you love that you've actually added the word my to. Come on, let's, let's hear some. What do you, my life. I love my life, right? My you should, wife. wife, you love your wife, awesome and your life, awesome. Family, you love your, uh, my, my food. That's the one I, I had to learn in marriage, like, my food, oh, you're gonna, okay, go ahead, take some, right? What else, my, my car. Maybe for some of you, my job. You're happy to be in your job, right? Some others are like, eh, no, it's not my job. I'm out of here, right? Here, yeah. But there's a my, you know what's, we're singing it today, and it just, I love songs that say these lines because it just hits me so hard. I don't, I don't know why, but I love, we sang a line today. We sang to Jesus, Jesus, I am yours and you are mine. I love that. I love when, when Jesus is, I, I, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ, wholeheartedly, I'm giving it, I'm laying it my whole life at your feet. But then at the same time, Jesus is mine. He's my savior, my Lord, my friend. He's someone that, oh man, it's not like I own him, like Jesus, no. It's, 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 it's this affection, it's this affinity. It's this, man, I trust you, Lord Jesus. You are my savior, right? There's, there's an ownership there. I think we gotta have that. Okay, now we're at the last word, church. What is church? It's the body of Christ. I heard it. It's us. It's you and me. I just, did you see what I did? You and me. Me. We are the church, amen? Amen. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And the church is not an institution. It's not a location. It's not a building. Wherever the body of Christ, wherever the body of believers come together, guess what? That's church. That's why when we have a mini church at Starbucks, that's church. 
When we meet in a big congregation like this, when there's hundreds of us, which I love because we all celebrate the Lord in volume and in celebration, this is church. You come together wherever we're at. You are it. You are the church. I love my church. And when you talk about HCKB, don't talk about like HCKB is like, oh, HCKB or Hope Chapel County Bay is that, 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 that's where they play that, that, that rock and music and that, that's good staff over there and, and they do mini church over there. Because if you call this church your home, you know who you're talking about? Yourself. You're talking about you. So be like, this is my church. Because I, I am the body of Christ. I am part of the body of Christ. And here's the one fact that I want to leave you guys with. And I already said it, but I want to repeat it and actually share some scriptures with you guys. Here's the one fact that you should know about this series, about, about loving your church. God absolutely loves his church. No doubt in the scripture it says that. He absolutely loves and cherishes the bride. Right? We're called the bride of Christ. He loves it. How many, how many of you guys have ever borrowed or someone has let you use something that's very valuable of theirs? Anybody? And you're like super scared to like break it or damage it or do anything. When I was like in my 20s, um, a girl asked me to the prom. I was like, you know, I'm good. I was that, I was that popular. <laughs> I got asked to the prom and one of her friends owned a 1960-something, I'm not sure what it was, Porsche. So he called me up, so, dude, I want, I want you to take this girl to the prom, but I want you to use my car, my 1960-something Porsche convertible. Well, oh, what? I showed up at his house. He opens the garage. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like the, the glow was coming out. And I'm like, whoa, what is this thing? You know, it was a convertible. It was beautiful. It was this old car. It was perfect. Right? He said, okay, here you go. Here's to put the key in. And the one thing he didn't tell me was how to put it in reverse. I drove for like an hour not knowing how to. I was going to ask my date, hey, can you just go out and push it backwards? Thank you. I'll put it in neutral, right? Because the reverse was like, you had to push it down. It was like so tricky. I was like, okay, thanks for not telling me that. I was so scared. I was on the freeway. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to drive. I'm driving three miles an hour on the freeway and whatever it is. I was like, I was taking like, I was putting the blinker on for like, you know, like a couple miles before I had to turn. I was like, uh, you know, I was like, I didn't want to do anything to damage the car. Because I knew my friend who owned this car values this car. He loved this car. So I wasn't going to damage it. We should have the same heart for the church of the Lord. We, wa we don't want to damage the church of the Lord. We don't want to do anything to cause dissension or separation. Or, to, or tear the, the, the church down. We don't want to talk bad about it. Why? Because I want to love what God loves. And he loves his church. Let me prove it to you. In Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 verse 4 says this. This is the Lord speaking. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disguise for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood. Verse 5, this is amazing. For your creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. He is your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. I, I think it's so great that even before Jesus came onto the earth, that he is already calling the church. Right? He was saying, I am your husband. 
He loved us so much to relate us to a husband and a wife, how a, a, a husband loves his wife. And Jesus, uh, God is saying, I am your husband. In Ephesians 5, it says this, Ephesians 5, verse 25. For husbands, this means love your wives. And underline this, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Right here, Jesus loves the church. And because we are, are cherished by the Lord, because we are the bride of Christ, he wants to protect, he wants to build, and he wants to bless his church. You got to know that. He wants to do everything he can to build his church. Yeah, he, he states it here in 1 Kings 9.3. This is the first instance of how much God loved his church is when King David was saying, I'm going to build a temple for you, God. And God told David, nope, your son's going to do it. <laughs> so Solomon did it. He became king and he made this glorious temple, this majestic temple for the Lord to, 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 to live in, to preside in. This is the Old Testament. This is before Jesus Christ. And he built the temple. And this is what the Lord said to Solomon in 1 Kings 9.3. He says, um, I have heard your prayer and your petition. I have set the temple apart to be holy. This place you have built where my name will be honored forever. I will, wa I will always watch over it for it is dear to my heart. Isn't that amazing? Back in the day in the Old Testament, it was the temple where God's people met. Where does in the New Testament, which we live in now, where, the, where do we meet now? It's the church. So what God is saying, right, in, in today's terms, I am watching over the church, and the church is dear to my heart. And when I say the church, I mean you guys. He's watching over us. He's protecting us. In Matthew 16, Jesus was kind of drilling his disciples because he was discipling them and he asked he looked at all of them and he said who do you think I am and the first one to answer of course was Peter so Jesus says in Matthew uh, 16 verse 15 who do you say I am Simon Peter answered you are the Messiah the son of the living God Jesus replied you are blessed Simon son of John because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you, you did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And, the, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I mean, that is a monster verse right there. Jesus himself is saying, I will build my church. And the powers of hell will not conquer it. And what Jesus was saying, and there's two ways you can look at it, which is absolutely true. He was saying, Peter, your name is Rock, and I will build this church upon you, the Rock. And which is true in Acts, if you read in Acts 2, he did an incredible sermon, and guess what? 3,000 people got saved in one day, and that's when the church exploded in Acts. That's when the church first exploded, the Christian church first exploded. And, and Jesus said, I will build my church on you, Peter. And that's true. But what Jesus was also saying was that he would build the church on, on Peter's answer. Are you tracking with me? What was Peter's answer? Jesus asked him, who do you say I am? And what was Peter's answer? Messiah. You are the Messiah, the son of the living 
God. And what Jesus was saying, yeah, Peter, I will build a church on you because you're, you're the man, awesome. But I'm also building the church on this one fact, this one statement. I am the Messiah, the son of the living God. And any church that believes in that and proclaims that, I'm proclaiming that to right now, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and he is the son of the living God. Well, guess what? Jesus will build this church and he will protect this church and the gates of hell and the powers of hell will not conquer it. Amen. Come on, get excited about that. <laughs> Jesus loves this church. And I wanted to say one thing. Jesus loves HCKB. Why? We proclaim his name. We read his word. We proclaim his word. We have a hope for the lost. I remember Rick Bazet when he came, and I really believe, I really believe Rick Bazet made a, gave a prophetic word over our, our church. He said, God's hand is on this church because we love the lost. We want to see the lost come to Jesus Christ, in which we absolutely do. We actually want to do a better job at it. And the one thing I want to say to you guys is that, that you won't separate God and his church. That you won't separate Jesus and his church. It's so important that those two go together. Why? Because Jesus wants to work through the church. He wants to work through us. And, and why I'm saying this is because I had a good friend. He's like, ah, I gotta go to church again. He got kind of tired of church. I'm tired of going to church. And he just decided, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna stay home on Sundays. I'm just gonna read, read the word on my own and have a little worship time. And that, that's, that's church, I'm with God. And that's, that's great. I mean, he maintained his relationship with God, but he separated God and the church. And let me tell you, I love coming to church. Why? Because of you guys. I get to see you guys. I get to get prayed over. You know, people come up to me, I'm praying for you, Tom. Thank you so much. I get encouraged. Iron sharpens iron. I'm in mini church. There's, I'm a, there's a belonging here. There's an acceptance. And you know what? God looks at us and goes, wow, you're, look at you. You love, you love each other. You love each other, you love me, I can use that. You notice um, Peter's answer, he said that Jesus is the son of the living God. You know where God is alive? <laughs> Actually, in 1 Timothy, it says this, this church, uh, this is the church of the living God. And I really believe this, that the living God wants to be amongst the living. that we wouldn't be a dead church. I have so much hope in this church. I mean, did you guys enjoy Sabrina leading worship this morning? Yeah. You know Sabrina's still in high school? And that she led all of you in worship? Does God have a future for this, this church? Absolutely, there's, there's young people loving the Lord. When I am old, I just want to go, oh, man, they're still going. Awesome. Oh. I'm not going. I can't wait for that day. You're still going. Oh. You're gonna be, there's going to be one day when I'm, I'm going to be doing that. And here's one thing I got out of the ENI. Anybody went to the ENI conference? Here's the one thing I got out of the ENI. And it, it, it blew me away. And I actually got, I got offended in the first part of it. He said, I think it was Chris Hodges said this. He says, the local church is not the hope of the world. I was like, what? That's blasphemy. 
the local church. We are the local church, and we are, we have a whole year thing theme of hope in the world. What? I got offended. I really did. And then he said this. The local church mobilized is the hope of the world. The local church is not the hope of the world. The local church mobilized is the hope of the world, which means we're active. That means we're obedient, that we love this church, that we're, we're, we're loving God, we're loving this church. And because of that, he's telling us we're, we're actually serving and we're, we're realizing God's plan for our lives. I'm looking at, I know some people here that they've come to this church and they're absolutely transformed. They've come to this church and going, man, I don't know what's going on here, but God has changed my life. I am not the same person I was last year. And when people realize that and start loving this church, it's an amazing thing. And we get active. I see a church that is active and alive because we serve the living God. We're coming up on 30 years of Hope Chapel Kanye Bay. In a couple of weeks, we're actually going to have a party. We're actually going to celebrate it. 30 years. And the reason why I know that God specifically loves Hope Chapel Kanye Bay is because for the last 30 years, I have witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. I can't tell you all the miracles. I can only highlight the things that happened in the last 30 years. I mean, the actual, uh, the reason why we're here, do you guys know the story of Ralph Moore, our founder? He started a successful church in Hermosa Beach in California, a very successful church. He took a vacation to Hawaii and God told him, long story short, you gotta leave your church and you gotta move to Hawaii. On the plane, showed him a vision. Dude, I mean, I'm not gonna leave a successful church. God, you're doing mighty things here. No, go. You know what he did? He went. He left. He let go of a successful church and he came here. And they didn't start a church with hundreds of people. You know what they started this church at? Under a coconut tree in Kailua Beach with 30 people. Actually, on Friday night, even on Saturday night, there was a couple of people that sat underneath that coconut tree. And God grew this church. God absolutely grew this church. And then there was a time when I was in junior high and high school. Pastor Ralph had this bright idea. Let's give away our best people and move them out and let them plant a church. I literally, even in my younger years, I'm like, you crazy. You crazy, Pastor Ralph, what's going on? You're gonna give away your best people? You're gonna give away people to start another church? Well, we gotta grow this church? What are you, what? Are you, what? He did it and you know, I was really upset, why? Because um, there was a girl I liked that left that church. <laughs> and I didn't drive. The only place I saw was a church. I'm like, what? You're, you're robbing me of a girlfriend, Pastor Ralph. They left. I had good friends that left. You know what, what, you know what I saw God do? He replaced all those people with more people and even more than that. And the church kept on growing. You know what? He did it over and he did it over and he did it over. You're planting churches. There's Hope Chapel Honolulu. There's Hope Chapel Kailua. There's, Hope, there's Inspire Church with Mike Kai. There's Hope Chapel Kapolei. Planted churches. 700 churches later. There's this movement called Hope Chapel. I saw God do amazing, I, I can't tell you, I mean, I, I, I can go on all day, I'm going over time already. I remember the one time when Pastor Ralph actually worked himself into an anxiety attack and we were scared. 
going, what's the future of this church? What's going on? And I remember Pastor Rao digging in and seeking the Lord and relying on the Holy Spirit more than he ever did. And guess what? He came back even better than he was before. And I saw God restore him and he restored this church and this church is still going. And the reason why I'm saying this is this. I saw miracle after miracle after miracle to where we are today. And we're going to be celebrating 30 years in a couple weeks. We're going to have a party and everything. But here's the thing. I don't want to just sit back and go, man, that was a good 30 years. That was an amazing 30 years that God has blessed and done miracles in this church. You know what I want to do? I want to celebrate the, next 30, uh, the last 30 years and look forward to the next 30 years. Because in the next 30 years, I mean, imagine this. In the next 30 years, what God can do. You think the miracles that he did in the past, how he brought us up to even this property right now? He's going to do even more. And what I'm encouraging you to do is to be a part of the next 30 years by loving wholeheartedly this church. Saying, I love my church. And not, I don't want to talk you into it. I don't want to coax you into it. I want you to absolutely love this church because you love Jesus Christ. And you want to love what God loves. And God has placed you here. And this is your home. And you have friends. And you have people to keep you accountable. And you have people to pray for you. And you have people that, that you're going to mentor and disciple. You have young kids that are going to take this church over. And they're going to take it to places that we've never seen. And we're going to, and we're going to stand back and go, man, that's awesome. Go. And we're going to cheer them on. Are you hearing me? We're going to cheer them on. I can't wait. Seriously, I, I, can I say this? I can't wait for the day that they don't even know who we are. Because the church that we, we, we love was still going 50, 70 years later down the road. People are still getting saved. The movement is still going. The kingdom of God is still growing. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the next years to come. And my encouragement to you, wherever you're at, whether you've been here a long time, whether you're brand new, move towards going, you know what? Is this my home? Is this the place I call my home? Well, I, I, maybe there's things I tolerate. Maybe there's things I don't like about the church, and we're not perfect. But I want to say we're dedicated to making a church that you love, and I want to encourage you that you would be on your way to saying, rolling off the tongue, I love my church. I love my church. I love where they're going. I love, what, I love the lives that are changed in this church. I love what it's doing in my life. I believe that they're going places and that God's moving them and God's going to do incredible things. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, I want to thank you so much for the last 30 years of this church. Like I said, miracle after miracle after miracle, and it was amazing, God. There, there are monuments of my life that I can't forget, that have changed my life, that has brought me to the place where I am now, and it's because one person, Pastor Ralph, decided to be obedient to the Lord. One person brought all of this because he loved you and he loved your church. And I can't imagine if 
all of us, the impact of one person, how about the impact of 3,000 people would have on this, on this town, on this state, upon this world? Man, and we could stand back and go, whoa, you did amazing things and you're going to do amazing things. So Lord, I want to say to you and I want to commit to you right now, I want to love what you love and what you love and what you hold dear to your heart and what you watch over and what you protect is your church. Thank you so much for that.